If I was going for a job these days, I don't even think I would go through the normal route of, of going through it. I'd almost contact somebody on, on LinkedIn directly at a higher level. Look, you know, I'm really interested in working for your company. Can I meet you for a coffee? But that's something we, some people would never dream of doing. We see it all the time where you can't, you can, oh, that's not for me. That's not my thing. You've got to become comfortable, feeling uncomfortable in these things. You can sell yourself in a very, and still in a very humble way. Otherwise, you end up limiting yourself to a small area of opportunity. If you're a police officer or currently working in law enforcement and you're considering your career, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Andy Labrum. Welcome to the Blue Light Leavers podcast. So today I'm talking to Pete Lawrence. Now, Pete is the managing director of Frontier Risks Group. Now, that may ring a bell because it's been mentioned in previous episodes of the Blue Light Leavers podcasts. So I thought it was about time I got Pete on to tell us a little bit more about Frontier Risks Group and also more about the SRMC course that they run, the Security Risk Management Consultants course. I've heard great things about this program, and it has worldwide recognition. Now, Frontier Risk Group is an amalgamation of a number of leading companies, and they're guided by a team of subject matter experts, and they cover things from security and crisis management, corporate risk, intelligence and analysis, compliance, workplace investigations and trauma response and they also provide a training consultancy. Now this is a brilliant interview and Pete talks us through his time in the Royal Marines and he also tells us how he felt when he left the Royal Marines on ill health and there are so many comparables between um, those in the police service and those in the military. Now this course is for military and police leavers whether that's mid-service or at the end of their service. Um, and Pete tells us all about the program. He talks about the importance of networking, and it's an exceptional interview. Let's go over to Pete now. Hi, Pete, and welcome to the Blue Light Leavers podcast. Thanks ever so much for agreeing to be interviewed. Uh, I, I really do appreciate it very much. Andy, thanks, thanks for having us. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, I know it's through Zoom, but uh, nice, to, nice to finally meet you. And Hopefully I can add some value to uh, anybody leaving the, the, the blue light services. Oh, without a doubt you can. And we started talking, I think, back in probably February time, wasn't it? Maybe January, February time, I think, when we first started communicating. I'd heard great things about what you're doing and about frontier risks. And um, um, and then, of course, we had COVID. So, uh, so yes, it's made, yeah, things have changed a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, it's great to get you on here. So, um, um now, could you just tell us a little bit about you, about your background, um, your career history, and then we'll move on to how Frontier Risks came about. Just, uh, just before I start, um, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a podcast regular, but uh, probably for my South Wales accent, which I'll try, try and sort of downplay. Um, and I have got a little bit of a cough. It's not a COVID cough, uh, but I have had it for a few years. I'll, hopefully, I'll uh, with a glass of water by the side of me, um, I'll get through it. But if, if I do start coughing. Uh, it's not COVID. It's just something yeah, I've had for, for a few years. Um, yeah, um, it said uh, obviously. Yeah, we did speak. Start speaking just just before uh, uh, the, the world changed. And uh, what were you doing? Actually, I uh, I think I think it's a great thing. Uh, not just saying that on, on a uh, uh, to be nice. I always thought there's a big. I, I've come from a military background myself. I, I thought there was always a, a sort of big difference um, between sort of uh, police. I can use reference on police really of. What happens when they leave the sort of, um, uh, sort of police service and the very little support and you know into into, into the wild really and uh, also it was quite a, quite a big difference between how, how military guys are sort of treated and um, how, how the police are and what, what you're doing I think is a really good great concept and uh, uh, hats off to you man. 
That's really kind of you, mate. Thank you very much for that. Um, could you give us a little bit of your yeah. background in terms of your military history and, and what you've done previously and where yeah. you came from? Yeah, not no Obviously, uh, I'm from South Wales. Uh, when I was 19, I went uh, went to join uh, Avon and Somerset Police. Um, got down to the, the final interview. Uh, I don't think my uh, my answers on the, on the interview were sort of totally correct enough at the time. Um, then I decided to join, join the Marines for whatever reason. Uh, sort of small uh, village I'm from. Uh, there was a lot of people who joined the Marines. Very little sort of job jobs or opportunity at the time. And uh, there was a lot of us sort of went off and, uh, and joined the Marines. Had a had a great time. Did uh, did seven years. Um, uh, left as a Marine. Um, I think if I did another seven years, hopefully I would have got a Lance Corporal. Um, <laughs> I left. Uh, I left with her. I was medically discharged. Uh, I didn't really want to leave. So sort of loved loved the sort of time I had and, and the career uh, career I had. Um, and yeah, I left in about. Uh, I think I left in about two thousand eight. Um, probably a bit of a sliding door moment. I didn't didn't sort of join the police. I come from a quite a sort of, uh, a police family. My dad's uh, my dad's ex police. I quite had a few members in the family. He did a he had a twenty seven year career, which was almost a sort of natural next step really. Um, yeah, uh, did did seven years. Um, so as I didn't really want to leave, I didn't really plan on what I was going to do on the next step in my life, and you know, so didn't have a year or two to sort of, to sort of lay everything up. And um, uh, unlike the sort of um, the, the police service, you get uh, different levels of funding to go uh, to do sort of different courses. And um, I spent my money on uh, sort of at the time on a, on a carpentry course. So, I learned how to build a, uh, a wooden bench um, and I sort of landed a job. I was living at Plymouth at the time. Landed a job as uh, a poorly trained electrician on, on quite, quite a, uh, not a great salary. Um, baby on the way, sort of, um, that, that first sort of year out, out of the Marines, um, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will, will, will feel this when they leave um, uh, the service. I'm, I, was, I was genuinely quite lost. So mm-hmm. I sort of lost my sort of identity and tribe and and, 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 sort of, and personality for some time, you know, kind of coming from uh, any of the military services or, 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 the, or the military, you know, you come from uh, a job where you know, there's a bit of prestige about it. You know, you've, um, you're proud of what you do. Uh, normally quite hum- humble people uh, I, I think and um i was very 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 much lost last year um i probably was one of the uk's worst electricians um didn't really didn't really enjoy the job i was doing i don't think the company <laughs> particularly liked me um i generally I'd, I'd wire people's houses up and uh and go home worrying at night i've done it wrong i was that i was that uh and the house was going to burn down um then about, I think it was about 2009, I had a, had a, had a phone call off a friend uh, working out. It was sort of as the sort of piracy industry or uh, maritime security industry was just about forming really in 2009. I had a phone call off a, off a friend going, do you want to come out and work on a, on a super yacht um, off, off the Seychelles um, on, <laughs> on, on £10,000 a month? Uh, <laughs> Which was about the yearly salary I was on at the time, and um, I was obviously yes, yes, I do. Um, I literally sort of Jason Bourne style uh, took the phone call while I was in while I was on the job in somebody's house. Left the job, uh, went straight to the airport. Um, somebody covered the job, I think. Uh, yeah. went, went to the airport, um, sort of flew out my first job, and then for about three years I sort of. Uh, that industry sort of really went boom, and it was sort of um, 
you know, a lot of work to be had, and I, luckily I kind of got in in this sort of infancy of of, of, of that industry. Mm. Um, I knew quite, quite well. It was a sort of uh, somebody said to me actually, it was a, uh, almost a reward for being in the, in the armed forces, where um, especially as a, as an ex marine, um, it was a sort of assumption that uh, that you really knew the piracy sort of game. But to be honest. Most Marines have never even been on a ship, but you know, all it is is a moving building, uh, you know, floating around the sea. Mm. And um, so I did that for a few years, did a um, sort of bounce around the commercial security circuit, did, did a few land based jobs, but mainly worked, um, uh, worked, worked on the water, probably traveled extensively, much more than I ever did in, in the military. And um, uh, then I, I kept working with a guy from a sort of uh, from special forces t- uh, technical background, and we had a sort of idea um, set a, set a company up um, as a sort of any new industry or uh, becomes formed as the maritime security industry did. Uh, normally, compliance and sort of training come up, come, come about, and we had the idea to set a company up where there was that many people leaving uh, the police and the armed forces um, trying to get on on this sort of. Um, uh, golden train, if you like, um, mm-hmm. to jump, jump on it. And we set a course which gave people the sort of qualifications that were sort of nearly emerging to, to, to go into that career. Um, the guy I did it, the, my original business partner, very, very sort of business minded, very entrepreneurial. I never had no intention of going into business. Um, run the sort of, I didn't even know what VAT was for the first year of the business. And um, it was a very much sort of uh, saw an opportunity and and you know and and made it up as we went along and but well, we did we did fairly well in in our first year and uh, in a sort of chance meeting um, again it was a sliding door moment I met uh, I met the boss of a of a, the largest maritime security company at the time which employed uh, about nine hundred form uh, ex ex marines um, which was almost like uh, the private version of uh, of the marines actually. Mm. Our company, one of the UK fastest growing company, but 60 million turnover. Um, anyway, met the boss in a sort of party in London after one year in business and uh, asked us to come for a meeting. The meeting sort of took a sort of Dragon's Den sort of style um, feel to it. And we, we, we sold sort of half the, uh, half the company at the time, half the shares in the company, um, which was a sort of real big sort of high five moment to us. Where this company, sort of a sixty million pound uh, risk management company, were buying up sort of lots of uh, training companies, physical, physical security companies, technology based intelligence um, and cyber cyber tech companies, and uh, uh, for us, myself and uh, my business partner, it was um, you know we expanded very quickly. That business education was was going to be massively accelerated, which it, which it was. Um, it sort of once in a lifetime, you know, almost getting picked to play for Man United right in the mm. beginning of our sort of um, career. I should have said Liverpool, actually. Not a, not a Man United fan, there. Um, yeah, uh, we, um, we, for about three, four years, we uh, we were part of that uh, larger company, delivered some uh, training, everything from training individuals, uh, corporate groups, all the government-led training. Um, we, we actually delivered a, a three-year uh, bronze, silver, gold commander training to a to a, a foreign police force. Which uh, wow. um, when when we initially received the call, I didn't even know what a bronze, silver, gold commander training was. But uh, um, <laughs> somehow we we worked it out. Um, did that for three, four years. 
amazing time education. There's a um, very, very sh- sharp education of, uh, um, but one thing I thought actually were some of the individuals that were involved in that company were um, from re- very, very senior um, uh, police and intelligence backgrounds, military backgrounds. And, you know, as I said, I come from, a, um, I left the Marines with no rank. But what I thought, and in the initial sort of early stages of it, very much in awe of these individuals. But as sort of time went on, commercially, uh, when you sort of when you've started your own company, you learn all the pain points. You know, you learn what you know. You have, you have that hunger of, of of working on what you know what the market wants. You have to understand HR, legal, all those different things that you learn as you sort of that um, pain and you know, the ups and downs, roller coaster of a company. Where I thought. It gave me such more advantage than uh, perhaps other people who've been appointed to um, some of the positions. Uh, not everyone, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think um, I've always been fairly good at um, uh, on, on mathematically on the numbers side, uh, just naturally, if you like. And that's probably one of the, uh, especially in the security. I'll, I'll talk about this later. In the security setting, probably a big weakness of individuals. Actually, a big area that people know. Um, yeah, so we did that for three, four years, um, and then we had a chance. Uh, the com- that group of companies decided very much to sort of focus on uh, on cybersecurity and intelligence. Uh, and myself and my business partner um, had the chance then in uh, in 2015 to, to purchase the company back um, wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, quite a tough decision to do, sort of. Um, and change direction of, of, of what we're going to do, rebrand in some way, start starting again, but obviously with a you know a, a good five years of uh, you know of all the things we'd learned. Actually, in our tenth year now as a, as a business, um, the company that uh, obviously the, the company I head up now is a company called Front, Frontier Risks. Mm. Uh, head up with a uh, small team. We're based in um, based in the Peak District. If you had to call the company something, I'd say we're uh, a security risk, uh, a security risk training consultancy. Um, probably more famous, everyone really knows us for. A, we run a run a, a course or a program, uh, SRMC, Security Risk Management Consultancy. Mm. Um, but we do yeah, run we'll go through that. Uh, we do run quite a few um, sort of consultancy projects around that. But what, what everyone really knows us for is 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 uh, is our the product, the SRMC product. Mm. Um, which is, uh, which was sort of probably created about six years ago. Um, it's been tweaked and tweaked over, you know, obviously over a number of years to get it where it is uh, within the market today. Um, uh, it's. Do you want me? To, do you want me to talk about that? Or yeah, definitely. Well, what I'll do is, it, it's. I just want to cover a couple of bits that you talked through because I mean, there is so much information now. What's really interesting as well, if you take it from that first year, Pete when you left and you just felt completely lost, I, I promise you there are so many that feel exactly the same way. And even, um, you know, even if you're looking forward to leaving and you're retiring or you, you know, you, you want to leave early, you still, you, you know, you still feel that sense of loss, which is, which is incredible really. But, and the other things that really stand out as well, I think in what you've just been talking about are those, those chance meetings and, and almost that networking type of thing where, um, you know, as a result of being in the right place at the right time, a conversation takes place and amazing things happen as a result of that. And that, that is staggering. I mean, what a story to tell. That's brilliant. Yeah, well, I, I think that, that um, I said this recently to um, 
the PTSD is obviously a quite controversial subject to, mm. to talk about, and um, uh, so be careful, careful what I, uh, what I say. Uh, uh, that loss of belonging in that, that tribe, um, you know, you've been part of such a big organisation where you have a you're around people like minded. Um, now that's your gang, that's your sort of tribe. If you'd never joined, you know, the, the fire service, the police service, and the military, you would have never had that loss um, to sort of, you know, to and it is such a, um, you know, my, I saw a different, my dad left after 27 years and, you know, I, I saw a difference you know, of him, you know, it's, uh, you know, all of a sudden you're somebody and then two seconds later you feel like you're, you're nobody. And um, it's, uh, luckily for me, I sort of I, I went into something where I've, I've kind of around all the same type of people that, that I am. And uh, it's... Um, yeah, and going back to that sort of sort of chance meet, meeting, um, I wasn't very astute in sort of um, in the early days on the sort of networking um, side of things, but a massive believer in it now. Where I think networking is, um, you've got to pump, you've got to give people more than than you want to take yourself. Constantly trying to help people out, where you know reciprocity style, which is much a sort of sort of subconscious thing, where. Um, people subconsciously will try and try and help you out, you know, kind of. Absolutely. You, know, you can help some people are never going to help you out, you know, but, but, but you've got to keep giving and, and you, and you never know. And, and it's, uh, I think that's one, um, one area, um, uh, military and, um, uh, and, you know, and all the military services, obviously great communicators, everything else, you know, big, big network of people, but, it's not a, it's not a, not in a negative way, but you've got to keep in touch with those sort of people, and and, and just like, like you buy a product because you know it, um, you know it's you keep seeing that kind of coke, you know you see it on t- on TV, you saw an advert, the the van drove past you, you you've got all them different touches of keeping in people mm. subconscious, and you know it, it it's it's not done in a manipulative or a negative way. You've got to do it. To, you know you you become your own business and product where mm-hmm. um, you've got to put the time into something where you ne- don't necessarily see the return from and that's where a big big one i think where um social media for um is as i said around i think lots of people from emergency services are uh, and, and military are generally quite uh, humble you know it, it, as a, you know, if you had to pick one characteristic you know they're not um not obviously everyone but um you know, you're proud of what you are. You don't need, need to tell anyone. But then, when you when you're stepping into that second career or that, um, you become your own business and, and a product. And, and it's very, uh, it's quite an uncomfortable thing for people to get their head around. Of, of, of you know, so LinkedIn, for example, I'm massive, massive fan of, of, of LinkedIn, and we've had so many opportunities over over the years as a company and as an individual from it from that platform, where. You almost we see it all the time where you can't you can ah oh, that's not for me that's not my thing you've got to become comfortable feeling uncomfortable in these things mm-hmm. and just you know you can you can sell yourself in a very and still in a very humble way you know not putting your arm around every every person and grabbing a selfie and thing but it's it's just um, you've got to sell yourself otherwise you end up limiting yourself to a small area of opportunity you know of like a network that kind of you've got are going to look after you. Um, but all the other things, you know, we, um, it's you know, you, you, you're limiting yourself massively. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, you were saying earlier, obviously, that this opportunity that started all this was as a result of someone that you knew. 
yeah, 100%. And yeah. it's, um, you, you have got, you've even got to put the time into, um, you know, you'll, you'll make a connection with someone over, over, over an email. If you can phone them better, you know, if you can meet them, um, obviously once this thing is over, a uh, hundred times, you know, just having a coffee with someone and you've got to, uh, you know, you've got to have 30 different coffees or, you know, and people buy into people, especially, especially over a drink as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and the people doing best in their life, not necessarily the people with the best technical ability are the, are the ones who best communicators and, 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 and the most likable. And, yeah. you know, you've, you've, um, if I was going for a job these days, I don't even think I would go through the normal route of, of going through it. I, w- I would, I'd almost contact somebody on, on LinkedIn directly at a higher level. Go, Look, you know, I'm really interested in working for your company. Can I meet you for a coffee? Obviously, some Absolutely. people are never, never going to respond to that. But that's something we'd, some people would never dream of doing. Yeah. Yeah, I talk about doing that all the time and the importance of it as well. It's It just makes such a difference. And it's a way that you stand out. And I'm hearing more and more from In fact, I spoke to someone today who was asking for a bit of help and support. And... Um, you know, I said to her about how important it is to do something different and stand out and how recruiters at the moment are telling me that so many jobs are now as a result of people you know and not through quick yeah. apply, easy apply, through Indeed and LinkedIn and all these sort of things. You know, you've got to make those connections. It's so, so important. And I know it's also really – I know you, you hold um, sort of networking events as well pre-COVID, don't you? You do um, – um, yeah, we because um, you offered it to, to Blue Light Leavers just just prior to lockdown. <laughs> yeah, we um, uh, we, so we set a, a thing up called the SRM Alumni Security Risk Management Alumni, which which is basically inviting all, all past students of our SRMC course and other other uh, other people who want to come. Normally, at a sort of higher price ticket um, tickets are normally you know ten twenty pound. We did we get a sponsor for the event. And the whole premise of the event would be a, a big location, normally in London, big speaker, um, not interested in getting just somebody quite motivating, um, who's going to energise people. Uh, we, we purposely never gone after, um, uh, I don't mean it's not disrespect, an ex, uh, somebody excellent intelligence services high up or ex sort of chief counsel to, to talk about. Um, you know, current threat levels or anything. Like We've just gone for somebody who, who sort of Joe Rogan style, I, I would find interesting or and, and would energize people to, um, and then, you know, the, the premise of it to try and bring as many people back together as we can. Every event is normally between 100, 200 people of uh, a cross section of industry. That's probably the strength of our course, actually, is, is it covers aviation, mining, banking, pharmaceuticals, media, defense, and like, how you know if you're looking for a job within media or within aviation or mining? How do you how do they, how do you, how does it work? How do you get a job unless you meet these you know some people? A lot of time it's, it's so hard to even um, you know get into these sectors. And what I always sort of uh, please Sam Mil- military and I'll keep referencing those um, those two uh, normally know somebody within um, maritime security, surveillance, oil and gas. Uh, land-based security in Afghan, uh, Afghanistan, Libya. You know they have contacts within those worlds, but but don't really see. Not I'm not generalising you massively. Don't really see the breadth of opportunity across. You know where their skill sets fit across aviation, mining, media, and all, all the places I'm sort of saying. And uh, that's one great thing about the, the uh, alumni events. I, I normally say, to, you know, guys, oh, it's expensive for a train ticket and and the hotel going. 
it's that simple. Some people will walk away with a job or an opportunity from that night, or even six months later, or even two two years later from an introduction you had. It's you know people do business with people they like, and um, it, and you've got to do you know the old ten ten touches of a of, of a sort of sailor really, and uh, yeah. massive believer in in in, in networking. It's uh, the better you are at networking, in um, you know generally the more more successful you are. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Can we talk about the SRMC course? And um, and then if we can then cover why it's a good fit for former military and for those coming, you know, leaving the police service or either mid-service or at the end of their service. So tell us a bit about the course first. That'd be great. The, the, the SRMC course, um, I'm trying not to sound like I'm extremely passionate about this, same as, same as all, all the other partners in the, in the business. Out of everything we've probably created as a business uh, or done, if you like, it's probably the most thing we're, we're all proud of, uh, the, the thing we're most proud of. Um, and it's security risk management consultancy, isn't it? Or consultant, yeah. yeah. Um, so how it come about was initially, the reason it was formed was the larger risk mitigation company we were part of, who, who were basically providing end-to-end uh, risk mitigation, sort of, you know, intelligence offering, cyber, everything else, um, we're struggling to fulfill the demand for oil and gas consultants, security oil and gas consultants um, that, that was coming to them. And oil and gas being quite uh, um, quite particular of what, what skill set and qualifications they want for their consultants. Um, so myself and the sort of CEO had an idea of, of creating this course. Um, it wasn't really too much similar at, that, at the time. Um, still not, actually. Um, that was basically going to provide consultants to um, a cross-section um, of, of, of industries um, and also in a in a way for that company, we're going to end up training individuals who are going to embed themselves in organizations. Um, and this is actually, you know, this, this has proved to, to be true, um, where they're going to come back to that original company we, we were part of to buy cybersecurity services, you know, cyber response, uh, cyber training, intelligence products, you know, because they'd almost become, you know, they'd be they'd embed themselves with an organization and have a sort of subconscious sort of loyalty and, um, you know, creating a sort of alumni. And that was the original reason we um, uh, we, we created the product. And um, we, re- we, you know, we realized early on we're going to have to create a sort of critical mass of people um, that is going to allow this sort of course to sort of grow and grow, grow and grow. Uh, in about 2014, um, the course was created obviously with the title of Security Risk Management uh, Consultants, um, which at the time was the sort of, um, it was a big gap in the market for, for trained consultants at a high level. Um, even though the title is Security Risk Management, the, underneath it all really the course is a business risk course. Um, in the sort of world we're in now where everyone wants sort of more, more for less, you can't just be, you know, there obviously are roles for, you can't just be that security manager who sort of understands the security threats of an organization. You know, you've got to be looking at all the sort of threats to, to, to a business that anything affects the viability of that, of that business. It's basically a business risk course um, underneath it. It's a, it's a 12, 12 day program, um, pretty intensive, um, really sort of uh, attracts a wide, uh, wide spectrum of learners, everything from uh, within policing, 
UK police forces, whether they're serving or, or, or former, from a constable to, a, I think we've had a couple of uh, detective chief superintendents uh, in the military, everything from a from a private to a, to, a, to a brigadier, even had a judge on the course before. Um, but the course sort of attracts anybody anybody looking at risk as a, as a concept, really. Um, you know, we have people from business con- uh, continuity, emergency planning, uh, risk managers, security managers, uh, crisis response analysts. Uh, you know, quite quite a mixed bag. You know, there's, there's not there's not a, uh, there's so many different roles people um, come on the course and uh, and, and go into. Um, and obviously, some people are already working in in them roles within organisations and want either want further knowledge or want the qualifications the course gives um, to underpin that them years of, of experience. Um, from a massively biased um, point of view, we've got the um, the biggest and, and, and best course in our space. We've um, continually keep you know ripping apart all the time and going, how can we keep making this better and better and better and, and pushing the bar of and even what we give people, you know, of, of uh, you know, it's it's a practically focused program. It's not a it's not a course where you're doing uh, case studies around. Uh, theoretical things that happened in the past. It's, it's a practically focused course on on giving uh, people the tools to, uh, to do the job, um, and also um, you know it, it kind of energizes it energizes people to the sort of next step, really. Where um, in a really weird way, in some ways, it confuses people. Where they've come on there with a reason to do it. You know, they want to you know, maybe move from operator level to sort of management, or they want that they want the qualifications. But it opens their eyes up to you know, the areas I, I chatted about earlier on. You know, sort of, you know, they'd be sat next to a uh, head of security at a mine in Burkina Faso, or head of health and safety at a, at a, at a defence prime, or the head of risk at, at the BBC, or or the head of security at Red Bull. It, it's so diverse, which is uh, that's why you know you you, you learn it. Obviously, you, you know you're learning off the off the off the instructors, but you learn a heck of a lot from 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 your peers on the course. You know, you. Mm-hmm. you uh, it's very, and if you've come from the blue, blue light uh, services or the military, you've been taught a certain way of doing things for years and years. And um, that's, you know, when you're obviously around this sort of different mixture of people, it, uh, you know, it, it does make you think in a different way. And it's uh, the, the, the program, it's, it's, it's 12 days, pretty intensive. Everything is sort of done in sort of groups of six. Um, so regardless of what your background before, it's almost equally equally as as as, as challenging. Uh, whether you were a chief constable or, or a constable, it's um, it puts everyone out there. You know, there be some parts individuals find they're quite comfortable with, in other areas, some you know uh, people will feel they're completely out, out their depth. But um, you know, you're obviously not going to finish the program in twelve days and be an expert in all the different areas we, we're covering. Um, but you know, it 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 leads people in a really good place. And this this. Depending on which qualification outcomes you you pick post course, um, you know there's post course assignments to do. Then um, it's uh, as I said earlier on, it's probably the probably the most thing we um, you know we're all proud of. And each sort of day jumps either one or two speakers each day. Uh, you know, and it's exhort uh, you know myself and my business partner uh, Dunks. You know, we go there for the twelve days. We're exhausted, and we're not we're not doing it for the you know for the twelve days. Uh, Duncan is there as the sort of secondary um, secondary lecturer to help in all the sort of background activities. But you know, we cover everything from sort of risk management risk management frameworks, um, country risk assessments, uh, journey management planning, evacuation planning, 
crisis response, uh, consult consultancy as a concept, uh, cybersecurity, um, terrorism, media risk. You know, it's uh, you know it and the way the program is designed, it's it sort of you, you in, in it all it all connects together, but also jumps from subject to subject. Where um, just like an exercise program, you know, if you stayed on the same thing, people wouldn't take it in, you know, uh, as well as they do. Um, and, uh, and the lecturers, most of them, have been with us now for 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 a long, long time. We we've got us uh, a massively one of the big sort of strengths of the program is, you know, we have a professor of uh, crisis and risk management uh, teaching that element of the course. We have. Uh, uh, a professor from New Bucks University teaching um, on, on the aviation uh, uh, on the aviation side uh, and, and critical infrastructure. We have head of risk uh, at Netflix teaches the uh, head of travel risk at uh, at Apple. Uh, the Welsh Rugby Union elite performance coach teaches a consultancy module. Head of um, uh, head of security at uh, one of the largest private equity bank. Head of training at uh, a massive cyber insurer teaches. It's eighty um, percent know, of the course is, is pretty set actually on 90 percent, and that ten percent we sort of play with each time where we'll bring in something new to sort of um, you know keep it on top on, on top. What are we doing? Or just to bring in a new element? But um, it's incredible. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely brilliant. That's that's amazing. And the quality of people you've got on that, Pete, is staggering. Um, in terms of uh, assessments, or you know, the end of the day, or the end of the course, you know, how does how does that look? What do people have to do to to be successful in that course? So it's um, there's a, uh, a lot of, a lot of different qualifications we've we've put in sort of uh, in the program. Where now we've sort of defined it with a, a sort of an option one, two, or three, where everyone sits the same course, um, and people have different drivers of why they want to do the different qualifications. But we've got a level five option, a level six. Uh, and a, a level seven option, level five and level six being people wanting a specific um, security risk management consultancy qualification to their name, being at foundation degree and degree level. Um, mm. That involves a, um, a post course assignments which you work on through the course. We probably get about fifty percent of the research um, done done on course um, to, to formalise that into a sort of dissertation style style reports not the you know they are chunky reports some people complete them in three weeks some people take uh, you know six months with life kids you know mm. job everything else um and then the sort of the third option there are other qualifications you get option one and option two as well so the little ones um and the third option is um the, the course is aligned to uh, four different master's programs uh at 60 credits where by sitting the course and your post-course dissertation um, equates a, a third of a master's, which is um, pretty unique, really, um, for, for what we've done. It took a long, long time to, to get the course signed off at, at level seven with, with the both universities. Um, and I think um, it's probably the, that's some way, that's the biggest success of the course where Start starting for emergency services and, and military going into into this into this business sector. This completely new uh, new thing to them. It, it's especially with an MBA, you're showing a, a massive tick, tick in the box and the area of comp, a, a competence to go. Actually, yeah, they understand how business works here. Mm-hmm. And by getting a third of it, um, you know, without a degree, especially as well, 
it, it is pretty remarkable. And um, the amount of people, you know, I, I, I can tell you what the numbers are offhand that have gone through our masters, but but there's a lot. We even got five other students um, either going or or currently sitting a doctorate, which is uh, got to go from our course to a masters to a doctorate is it, it, you know one proves the pathway work, works and. You know, it's, it's, that's something we're sort of really proud of. It's, Absolutely. Um, with the with with the interesting with the universities um, at the beginning, when you know, I said it took some time to get it, get it done. I don't think they believed that because a lot of people have come from a practically focused career, not necessarily an academic background. How well, um, you know, the, all our students are actually done. You know, uh, you know, uh, far about far exceeded a- a- expectations. It's uh, you know, the, the course. I, I never have to worry about somebody falling up to inquire about the course who's who's not capable of doing it. It only attracts an individual who's of a higher caliber that you know uh, already. You know, it's you know, somebody wanting wanting to push themselves to go. Yeah, I actually want to go into the consultancy or the management space where, and the opportunities. You know, how I see the industry, other people see this differently. And obviously, there's a big industry security and risk I'm talking about now. If you're talking about um, overseas sort of uh, jobs or, or conflicts, the threat can stay the same. But normally, what you know, once demand and supply sort of e- e- equals out, money, money, uh, the money sort of drops and drops and drops. Um, you know, as our market sort of you know, f- finds its place, regardless if the threat stays the same. But at our sort of consultancy space um, and management space. The rates, the daily rates, and the sort of yearly salaries pretty much stay the same, um, and that's where you know the court. We you know that's what we want people to aim for. Going, you know, aim for aim for these jobs. If you fall a little bit short, you're still going to do pretty well. And um, but that's you know that's uh, I think we have such a diverse range of students that come on there, and they've all got a niche skill set. You know, say they were um, an engineer in the military, or they were. Um, search and rescue in, in the fire brigade. How do you c- consult them within within a business to make money off our skill set? And mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's you know, how does the consultancy process work? You know, how, uh, what's the intervention process? You know, how how the dynamics of a business work? And uh, you know, it's, especially the second week of the course is very very much business focused. I wish I, I um, this course wasn't about when I first started in the, in the commercial space. I wish I did this course. I would have just moved so much quicker, and you know, everyone's doing this to you know, one to obviously enjoy what they're doing, but also to you know, to feed their family and everything else, and you know, earn as much money as they can. And it you know, it gives people a a sort of confidence to go, yeah, actually, you know, I'm going to go for the for this role, kind of you know, and, and gives people a language and terminology around threat, risk, vulnerability, etc. that they didn't have necessarily before in that in, in that business setting. Mm-hmm. So if people want to invest in this, um, what would it cost, Pete? And other payment options? And you know, I I've invested a lot of money in my own advancement, and you know, I don't see it as cost. I see it as you're investing in potential employment further down the line and these sort of things. So I just want to set that straight as well. But um, so, what's the cost, and, and what options have people got? It, well, the so there's, there's three different options, and it, they vary between. Uh, three thousand and five and five thousand, um, which that includes um, it, obviously depending on which qualification option you pick, but includes um, the twelve day. It's a res- we run it's a residential course. It includes um, accommodation, 
which and three meals a day. We run from the emergency planning college in in York, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a, a very smart facility. Actually, it's kind of a like a smart officers' mess. Um, it, it's almost like an all inclusive holding. To be, to be honest, um, don't get me wrong. Massively, it, it is a lot of money, and it, as you know, if somebody looks at the detail, they'll see the amount of qualifications what they get for their money. You know, is is a lot. Um, uh, there are um, there are the payment people can pay over six twelve months. Um, but as you said, people are invest in, investing in the future. And yeah. uh, my business partner hates when I say this to people, and this is imagine how bold this is for a business. If, if I always go to people, you know, if you don't think it's the best course you've ever done, we'll give you the money back. It's how confident we are in in, in our product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what it does for people. Luckily, nobody's ever called me up on that one, and uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully they never That's, will. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But look at what you're giving them. Look at what yeah, they're being given. It's incredible. It's, um, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, uh, we we keep, I know 95% of students, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a partner does uh, by, by name and where they are actually now, how much, how, much, um, how much contact we keep with people. And probably once or twice a week, um, we um, BCC do a sort of massive BCC email to that alumni of past students of where I've just done one this morning for uh, for Deloitte um, where some guys who you know guys and girls have gone into you know roles within different organisations will email us going Pete can you just put this to um, to your database um, and I'll sometimes I'll, I'll physically select people I know are perfect for a, for, for for a role or sometimes you know we'll just you know, at a time-wise, I'll just sort of uh, sort of BCC um, the, the whole list, and we pro- probably do that as once or twice, uh, once or twice a week. And uh, the places I can pick the phone up now are, you know, where, where people have gone from the course are quite remarkable, really. Kind of, um, which is which is which is a real nice thing about it. Mm. But um, yeah, it is. Uh, I said it's uh, it's a residential course. It, it's hard. It, it's that um, that next step of somebody going, you know, you've had a had a career in in it's got, people from the so I've come from a police family and I've, I've been in the military myself. You you you've come from a career where uh, you've talked with the police and well, talked about the military services. They're all problem solving. Um, in some ways, you couldn't get a harder job. Um, you know, daily problem solving. Every day is is, is almost different. Uh, the police compared to the military; they got the investigation side, which obviously the military haven't got. Um, but it is a case of um, you know you're reinventing yourself, and uh, you know for that next step, and you've you've got to have a different language. You've got to for an employer for an HR department. It, you know your USPs. You know, if you if you police, for example, almost become your rank. Your, the peace service you're with, years of service, and not to discredit every you know, all the great things that you've done had in in that career. It's almost that's about it in a really in a, in a way. You know, you've got to have the different qualifications. You've got to have uh, you've got to understand how businesses work. You've got to yeah. uh, not just be um, uh, you've got to you've got to be the modern day risk manager. You know, is looking at. Uh, you know, threat, risk, and vulnerability, and how that organisation can exploit, not, not, you know, not to be a cost. How you can enable business within that, within that company, and it's, uh, you know, it's a steep learning curve. Mm. And, and 
I think we are, we've just got a platform for people to sort of accelerate it. You know, there are there are I suppose other sort of points I'd, I'd say that if you've come if you've come from say for for example if you ex if you ex for if you're former um, military officer doors do tend to open say in, in sort of financial services side in London. Um, but as we know, that's not necessarily um, you know there's so there's a expected degree of competence and ability but by at that rank i would imagine to be the same principle in um in in blue light but uh, what i've sort of seen is, is such people with little or less rank at times because they may feel they um uh have more to prove kind of i wouldn't say they get it more but realize well i need to you know i, I need to get more qualifications to counteract not having those extra years in service and everything else, and 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 uh, and some of those individuals you know, are, are doing really well. Kind of right, right, I've got to learn this world faster than uh, than other people. But it, it's a steep learning curve for everyone. It's just um, sometimes it's, it's it's harder for uh, people to see that you're um, on your. CV is a good example of you can write and you, know, you you'll end up writing a CV that all the things that you think are great, not necessarily what what, what an employer or an organisation yeah. wants to see. Sorry. And um, it's like a product you can you can you can you can build in a product you think is amazing is amazing to you, but the market doesn't want it. Mm. They're not going to buy it. It's uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's having that. You've got to have that degree of humility, I think, and that willingness to learn, haven't you, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, you're learning new skills. You've got to go there open-minded. You can't go in there thinking you know it all already. Um, and this is just a tick box exercise. The whole point of any training, and, I've, you know, I've had to do it as well, is, you know, you tip up, you open your ears, you shut your mouth, and you just crack on and and do what you're asked to do. And, and you know, you you nailed it earlier, and it's been mentioned on other podcasts as well. It's it's um, getting comfortable being uncomfortable, and those sort of things make a massive difference. But in terms of employability and potential salary, Pete, how does that work out? Our post course, what sort of success rates have you seen? Um, we well, you know we, we I think we just just shy of a thousand people have gone through the uh, SMC course now in into into a multitude of roles. Like I said analysts, business continuity, emergency planning. Risk managers, security managers, head of security, um, and I think, and, and, and obviously, you know, not everyone is successful. But I'd say I wouldn't be able to tell you the figures, but I'd say the majority of people have gone on to bigger and better things, you know, and and mm. any, 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 any any sort of role. And as I said earlier on, I can I can pick the phone up to some people in really sort of superstar positions in some of the biggest companies in the world, mm. and you know. Salaries can be anywhere between, um, you know, 30, 40 grand to, to, uh, to 150 grand in the cyber route, you know, kind of, mm. or, 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 or even more. Um, but, and then day rates, yeah, it, it, that, that can depend on, on, on niche, can depend on, on, on sector. Um, but that's one thing I think, I think we really sort of push on. And guys, if you go in, you know, you can look at anywhere between two hundred and fifty pound to nine hundred pound a day to fifteen hundred pound a day for you know, you know whichever organisation you're consulting from. The 
the long term, you know, the short term or long term nature of the task. It's quite a complicated answer, actually. Kind of, um, you know, there are you know, there's not one defined route where people are, are, are actually going. You know, mm-hmm. going to the, the breadth of risk, risk really. There's options, isn't it? You know, people have got options, and it's a you know, it's a such a recognised program, and you know, had so much success, and oh, I think it's fantastic. I really do. Um, if people are interested, Pete, what's going to be the best way of getting in contact with you? Um, and obviously yeah. you mentioned Blue Light Levers as well, so you can know that it's come through the podcast or through the Facebook group and stuff. It'd be great to know, you know, how people are doing and um, and whether they're interested. What's the best way of doing that? Um, and anybody wants to come through the the, the, the Blue Light um, uh, Levers podcast, mention um, you know, mention they come through that that. Uh, that route, we're happy to put um, some form of discount for anybody and, and just come from that, that route. But they can either either contact myself, I, I'm on LinkedIn, or um, go through the website, frontierrisk.com, and uh, there's, you know, there's contact forms and booking forms. And, uh, you know, either myself or one of the team will, uh, you know, happy to answer any any questions on, on, on the industry or or the program. You know, we kind of, uh, we know you're to... Um, we're trying to give people as much as much as we can with the program, and uh, it's better for us, to, uh, you know, as an organisation, for the for people going into in, into the roles they they want to do. One of the um, uh, I suppose worth mentioning. One of the um, big successes of well, we have so many people at the moment coming on the course. Um, now they come on there with a reason, obviously, to do it, um, and. Because it opens up the map to different areas. Cyber is a good example where we do, and there's a full day on sort of cyber security. Being able, if that's a, you know the, the newest risk on um, uh, on you know information process and reputation, or the sort of big uh, big risk, uh, no, then asset. Sorry, um, uh, obviously you know guys are going in, uh, guys and girls are going into roles to protect that, protect those a- assets. Um, but on the on the information side, if cybersecurity is the next biggest, you know, biggest thing on a sort of well, pandemic is, I suppose. Um, nobody knows how to talk about it. Uh, nobody knows, you know, what to do about it, how much to spend on it. And there's so many people now going through the course where haven't come, haven't got technical skills or not an ethical hacker or anything. But going back into organisations that come from a physical security background, um, like the military or the police, or um, and being able to just articulate what our risk is. You know, what this is what the threat is to our sector, to our organisation. You know, we need to bring in a team to do to patch us up you are there and there, and just being able to talk at a tactical and strategic level. And you know, you know that, there is vast opportunity at, at that space. Where, and we're kind of seeing more and more people sort of finishing our course and, and going down that route mm-hmm. and earning extremely well. Uh, if I had, um, if I was leaving the military again and would look into if I wasn't doing this the two areas I, I would want to go in on a personal level one to earn to earn money you know to do well financially would be the cyber security route at a, at a, at a sort of higher sort of tactical um, sorry strategic sort of tactical level being able to articulate that threat um, or would be the media security route for, for, for excitement and um, the diverse nature of our job and um, so a lot of um, media risk teams have, have put their people on course, and mm. or, or individuals have got have got come on the course and and gone into work, prob- you know, gone into work on a high risk team within um, you know, some of the big brands you can probably think of, 
and I guarantee a lot, lot, lot of people have come on the course not even thinking about those sort of areas of going, you know, never even knew, knew that perhaps that's where opportunity lies. Mm-hmm. Incredible. You've given so much information there, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Brilliant. Yes. And, um, yeah. <laughs> No, it's all incredible. They covered so much stuff and, and it's just such a great opportunity as well. And, you know, I really appreciate the fact that, um, you know, you're happy for, for people to get in contact with you as a result of this as well. So thanks for that, mate. That's, that's very, very kind of you. No, 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 no problem. I, said, I, I meant that at the beginning. I generally think it's a, a great way of doing it. I think there's a, a massive lack of support in the, on the emergency services front for um, going into that second, second career. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it really is. Um, but thanks for your time, mate. Really good to talk to you. And uh, I look forward to catching with you again soon. No problem. I just want to say a massive thanks to Pete for his time today and also for his generosity as well. He's, um, as you'll have heard uh, in the interview, he's offered Blue Dot Eva's members and listeners to the podcast a discount on the uh, SRMC course if you're interested. Uh, there's a couple of other things that he's um, offered as well that are in the pipeline, which I'll share in the uh, private Facebook group. So if you like what you've heard, then please click five stars and leave a review and share it with your friends and colleagues as well. You know, if you know of others that will benefit from these podcasts, then tell them about it. Let's get the message out there and, uh, and share it. And um, don't forget, you can also visit the um, Blue Lot Leavers website. Right at the top of the page, there is a link that takes you through to a free guide um, to LinkedIn for emergency services professionals, uh, how to stand out. And um, you can also join the private Facebook group, which is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash blue light levers. Thanks for listening and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye bye for now.